Alright, we are on Daf Lamed Amid Aleph. We are at Mishnah number three on the Daf. It's almost right in the middle of the page. Um, another, a new, a new case. Let's get ourselves in the right spot here. Okay, I think this is the case here. Okay. Okay, so it says the Mishnah as follows. This part is the same, right? Three brothers, two of them, Reuben and Shimon, married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. And they have a third brother, Levi, who's married to, a, to another woman who's not related to the other sisters, right? So this, um, so this, uh, fine, it's that much we have. Okay, three brothers, two married to two sisters, a third brother married to another woman not related to anybody else. So one of the two brothers who's married to the two sisters, so we'll say in our case, Shimon, he dies. And the man who was married to the non-related wife uh, marries his wife. So here, right? So Shimon dies and Levi does Yibam with Leah. Fine. And then Rachel dies. Okay? So... Shim, again, Reuben and Shimon, Shimon dies. Levi does Yibam with Leah. There's no reason Levi can't Yibam with Leah. Leah is not related to Rivka. She's not related to Levi. Not a problem. After that Yibam takes place, Rachel now dies. Okay. And then Levi dies. Okay. So what's the question? question becomes, what's the status of Leah to Reuben at this point, right? Leah was always off limits to Reuven. Why? Because Leah was Achos Ishto. She was a sister of his wife. Right? So when she first falls in Yibam, the first time, what happens? She's off limits to Reuven, but permissible to Levi. Because Levi has no relationship with her, and Levi's wife has no relationship to her. However, once... So Levi does Yibam with Leah, right? But then after Levi does Yibam with Leah, what happens? Rachel passes away. And then... Levi passes away. Now, when Levi passes away, both his wives potentially fall in Yibam to Reuven. So you would have said to me, can, Leah marry, can Rivka marry Reuven? Presumably, I would have said that's okay, right? But can Levi, uh, in theory, on her own, can Leah marry Reuven? You might have said yes. Why? She's no longer Achazishta, right? He doesn't have, he's not married to Rachel anymore. She passed away. However, says the Mishnah, no, Harezu Asura, love Olamis. We saw before. Since when Leah originally fell in Yibum, the first time to Reuven, what was the status? She was forbidden to him because of Achos Ishto. If she's forbidden to him, Achos Ishto, then she is, once she's forbidden to him, then she remains forbidden, even if later on her husband's going to die and, and Reuven's wife has already passed away, or they got divorced for that matter. And Rachel's out of the picture. It doesn't matter. Leah's been stamped already with an Isser. To Ruvain. Once she's been stamped with the to Ruvain, that Isra will never go away. That's the mission. That's what the mission says. Okay, that's the case. Um, good with the, with the case? So far? Yeah? Okay. So, okay, says the Gemara's Falls. Amrabira Marav. Says the following. So Rav's, Rav's statement is, any woman, right, any woman who falls in Yibam, 
And about her, when she comes to Yibam, we don't say about her, Yivam Yavola, meaning you're not allowed, because it's some Isser. Sounds like Midar Rice, at least, right? Or I shouldn't say at least. It sounds like an Isser the Rice, right? Remember, remember the Pasuk Yavam Yavola doesn't apply to her because she's forbidden to the Yavam? If that happens, what her status becomes, what? Like an Ashes Ach Sheish Labanim. She becomes like your, your uh, like the, the, um, the, uh, the, your, your brother's wife who has, son, who has children, in which case, right? That's an issue ever there, right? Right? She becomes, meaning that's always true in Yibam, always from the beginning, right? This woman really is forbidden to her, her brother, brother-in-law, because she's Ashes Ach. Um, it's only because of the status of Yibam that becomes a head there. So if, if there's no head there, so then she becomes like Ashes Ach, as if she has children, she doesn't have children, but as if she does, right? If they ask her, and she becomes forbidden. Okay, very, very nice statement. So the Gemara's kasha is, my Kamash Malan, what, what, what are you coming to teach me? Hare, my Kamash Malan, Tanin, the Mishnah taught me, Hare Zua Surah Lav Olamis, Hoven Nesra Lav Sha'achas. That's exactly what the Mishnah said. So what's Rabbi Huda Marav coming to, coming to extend here? What's the, the, the new teaching of Rav in this case? We already know that the Mishnah said, since she's forbidden to you, she's forbidden to you forever. So thanks for Rabbi Huda Marav, just says the same thing in different language. But, why, but what, what's, what's, why is that helpful? So, uh, so uh, says Gemara's fellows. Ma, the same of what might I have thought? No, I'll tell you, Rabbi, Rabbi Huda Marav is coming to add something new. There's a new Chiddush that he's coming to say. What is that? Ma, the same, huh? Hani mili, heicha de lo ichazia lab nefila rishona. Aba heicha de ichazia lab nefila rishona, eimat history. Kamashmalah. So I might have thought the following. What might I have thought? Look at Rashi. Rashi explains as follows. Benefila Rishona. Right? Kozman Nefila Rishona. Haise Ishto Kayemes. Shiachosa. I mean, what, what, might have, this, what happened in our case? In our case, when Leah come, falls in Yibam, what happens? Leah comes. Le, Shimon dies. Leah, Leah's here, right? And she's ready to Yibam. What happens? Ruvain is out of the picture, right? She cannot marry Ruvain. Why? She's Achos Ishto. And in the meantime, Levi does Yibam. What would have happened if before Levi did Yibam, Rachel would die? Right? And she'd be, and, and now, within that first moment, she was originally forbidden, and now, so Leah's originally forbidden to Reuven, and then Rachel dies. Yikes. Now her status has changed. All of a sudden, before anything happens, right? That she now, all of a sudden, has a, an, a possibility of being Shaykh to Reuven. Right, maybe in that, maybe it's only because Levi did Yibum right away. But if Levi hadn't done Yibum yet, and she became permissible to Reuven in a certain sense, and then Levi would do Yibum, and then afterwards Levi would die, maybe the second time she falls, maybe we'd just talk and say, you know what, in the first, really in the first time already, she was already sort of permissible to, to Reuven. So once Levi passes away, she now has a possibility to, to, to go to Reuven. Look at Rashi. Rashi says this. So Rashi says, Rashi says, before Levi had ever married her. Meaning, maybe, meaning, I get it. If when the first time Leah fell in Yibam, after Shimon passes away, Reuven's out of the picture. There's nothing to do with They're forbidden to each other. And Levi comes in and does Yibam. Okay. And then later Rachel dies. Okay, so the whole time Leah was always forbidden to Reuven. But I made it out to Havamina. If Reuven became available to her, Right away, before you ever have meaning Rachel would have died before the Yibam ever took place. Maybe that, okay, at that moment they can't get married. But maybe she marries Levi, and then and now Rachel's been out of the picture the whole time. She wants to go ahead and she wants to, to do Yibam with Levi, with Ruvain, sorry. 
maybe that would be permissible. Kamashlam Amrutav Rav says no. Even in that case, right? Even in that case, we're going to uh, we're going to say that once she was forbidden to him, even at one moment, right? Not even at one stage. At one stage, she sort of became even within stage one, she became permissible. It doesn't matter since at so at one moment she was forbidden to him. She remains forbidden to him forever. That's the chiddush of Rudyardim Rav. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. The Gemara is still not happy. Hanamitanina. What do you mean? We already learned this case also, and that is a Mishnah that we're going to see in a couple of daf. That says as follows: Hanami Tanina, Shnei Achin Nisuin Shteachayos. You have two brothers married to two sisters. No, no, three brothers. You're just two brothers and two sisters. Meis Echad Mehem. One of them dies. Um, right, and if, and if one brother dies, the other brother cannot marry the sister. Right, they can't do even because he can't, can't marry his wife because she's his, his she's Achosishta. Right. So meis echamim ve'ach akach meisa ishto shalsheni. But then his, then the, then the alive husband, his wife passes away. Okay, so now again, all you have left is Reuven and, you know, if you play it like this, Reuven, Shimon, Rachel, and Leah, right? So you have Shimon dies and then Rachel dies, basically, right? So when Shimon dies, Reuven's forbidden to Rachel, but it's forbidden to Leah. And then Rachel dies. So now all that's left is Reuven and Leah, the only two people remaining in that case, right? So I would have said, again, same thing. Maybe Reuven can marry Leah. The answer is no. In that case, um, right? Again, same, the, the, the scenario is, and this is really why it's this, the Gemara is saying it's the same case as the Havamina that Rabbi Huda Barab just said before. Because what happens? Again, there's only Reuven, Shimon, Rachel, and Leah. Shimon passes away. Leah only has one place to go, to Reuven, but she can't, right? Does anyone do even with her? Nobody does even with her. No one can. And then what happens? Rachel dies. What's the halacha? It doesn't matter. Reuven still can't marry Leah. If that's true, then Rabbi Huda Rav is not telling me some big chiddish when he teaches me this new din. Oh, well maybe if, if you know, Shimon passed away and then Rachel passes away before Levi does Yibam, I'd have a half a meaning, maybe Reuven can do Yibam, can do even with Leah later. No. That, that's the case in the Mishnah on Lama Beis, which tells me exactly that case, where there's no one available, no one else available to Yibam. That I would have, that, I, that I, I'm still told in that case, it doesn't matter. Shimon passes away, Reuven can't marry Leah, now Rachel passes away, Reuven still can't marry Leah. I know that from the Mishnah. Okay? So answers the Gemara, again, I'll tell you, no, it's okay. It's still a Chiddush. Ma, the same, what when I have thought, Hasim hu di ilchi la mehai beisa la gamre. So what's the, what's the Havamina here? I'll tell you what the Havamina is. What, what's the, in the case of the two brothers and the, and the two sisters, right? So what happens in that case? Ruvain, Shimon passes away. Leah is available for Yibam. Ruvain cannot do Yibam with her because she's Achos Ishto. What happens in that moment? Leah is now what? She's removed from this whole family. She is never allowed to be, have any connection to the family of Reuven and Shimon. Right? She's out. Right? So in that case, okay, I get it. Since she's kicked out of this house in a certain sense, she's removed. She's there's no shaykh. She can go ahead. She could marry anybody she wants. Right? Because she's Achos Ishto to, to Reuven. At that moment, Leah can leave and marry any person in the world. Totally fine. Right? So then, Rachel dies. Oh, now Reuven can marry Leah. No, 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 no. She's, Leah's already been removed from the family. She is already a free bird in a certain sense. She can go ahead and marry somebody else. 
Remind, remind her when I use that language, she's a free bird, it's not necessarily good for her, right? We've said this before. Maybe she, sociologically in those days, right? She maybe didn't want to be a free bird because she wants someone to marry her to take care of her. But the bottom line is she's, once she's knocked out, she's knocked out. In our case, what happens? We have three brothers. When Shimon dies and Leah can't marry Ruvain, is she removed from the family? No. She does Yibum with Levi. Right? She, stays in the, she can stay in the family at that point. She has a, a permissible avenue to remain a part of the family. So I might have thought, so in the end of the day, when Rachel passes away, now Ruv, why, why can Ruvain maybe do Yibum in this case? Uh, because now at this point, she never left the family. She was always in the... In, you know, in, the, in, this, in this group. And since he's still part of the group, I might have thought that now that Rachel passes away, Reuven can do Leah. Says Amrud Amaraf, no. Even in that case, once she's, uh, she's a surah at that, uh, at that moment, so she becomes like an Eishas Ach, she Eish Labanim, and she's forbidden to Reuven forever, no matter what. That's the Chiddush that Reuven Amaraf is coming to teach us. Yeah? Say again, what? Isn't isn't what isn't what Rabbi saying that that Leighton dies, and because of that, that's why he's now Leah is able to go to Ruvay? No, what Rabbi Rabbi is saying is that if Rachel dies, the Mishnah's case was was eventually Levi dies, right? The question was what happens if if Levi dies and Rachel has died, right? So since the the change in status all has to do with Rachel's death, because Rachel is the one preventing Leah from marrying Ruvay. Right, so since Rachel is the one who makes her Achos Ishto, in the moment, the question is, well, maybe once Rachel dies, now Leah has an open pathway to Ruvain because the woman who was preventing her because she was Achos Ishto, or she was her sister, was the one who was, who was married to this man, was the, was the one standing in her way. So now the Havamina the was, well, maybe now that Rachel's out of the picture, Leah can marry Ruvain. And the answer is, in all these different scenarios, the Chish, Rehudim Rav, is no matter what the scenario, I don't care how it plays out, since the first, when Shimon died, whether, again, whether there's three brothers or two brothers, since when Shimon died, Leah was forbidden to Reuven, there was a moment that Leah was forbidden to Reuven, becomes like Achos, becomes like Achos Ishto, like she has children, and there's nothing to talk about. She can never, ever marry Reuven. And then, I think the Chiddush, when he adds the language, Sheyesh Labanim, is like, she has children, right? There's no Yibum with anybody. There's no Yibum once you have kids, right? And I think that's part of the point that Reuven was making. She's like, she has children, and forget it. There's nothing to talk about. Once she became forbidden for one moment, right? Rachel was alive and she was alive and Reuven was here. That was it. Achaz had nothing to talk about. Okay. So that's the, the Gemara's conclusion there. Um, okay. Next Mishnah. Next Mishnah. Okay. Uh, okay. Next case. Here we go. Welcome to the following case. Again, okay? Three brothers, two of them married two sisters, one of them is married to a non-related woman. Good. Now, different case. What happens? Shimon does not die. Shimon and Leah get divorced. Okay? Um, and then what happens? Umeis... And then Levi dies. Okay? So Shimon was married to Leah. Now Levi dies. What happens? Uh, 
right? And the one who had, had uh, divorced his wife, he now goes ahead and marries Rivka, which is absolutely no problem at all, right? Shimon has no relationship with Rivka. She's simply his brother's wife who had no children. Shimon does Yibum with Rivka. Great. All good. Umes Zu, uh, sorry. And then Shimon dies. Okay? So Shimon had divorced his wife Leah. Levi dies. Shimon marries Rivka. And now Shimon dies. This is what we meant when we said all those women, right? If they die or they get divorced, their co-wives are now permissible. What do we mean? Let's play it out, okay? Shimon's married to Leah, they get divorced. Now Levi dies. Can Shimon do Yibum with Rivka? No problem, because Shimon's not related to Rivka. Uh, she's not, and he's not, she's not related to his wife. Shimon does a full Yibum, 100%, no problem. Now, after that happens, Shimon dies. What happens? Does Shimon have two wives? No, Shimon has only one wife. Why? Because he's divorced from Leah, right? So really the truth is, and this is where a little, a little, the language is a little funny. Shimon, Leah and Rivka are never tsaros. Why not? Because Shimon divorced Leah before he ever did even with Rivka. Right? So he marries, he marries Rivka in this case. And therefore, when he, di- when, when he dies, can Reuven do Yibum with Rivka? The answer is absolutely. There's no reason why not. Because the only, what would, what would have been, right, what could have been, if Shimon had never, never divorced Leah, what would have happened? Leah would be Achos Ishto, and Rivka would have been Tsaras Achos Ishto. Right? And she would have been out also. She would have been the co-wife of a woman who's, a, who's, a, you know, who, who's the sister of, of, of the Yavim's wife. Um, but she's not, because she was divorced ahead of time. So, so basically, that, that's sort of the, what the mission is saying, is that that's what we meant when we said on Daf Beis. Right, or based on base, the end of that Mishnah, we had said all these women, all the the the, the, the erva that we the case of erva that we talked of Arias, so we talked about what happens if they die or if they become divorced, their tsara becomes permissible. So the only thing you have to you have to fetch out, and we're gonna have to see as we move along, is they weren't really tsaras ever. Right? They were never tsaras. Right? So but the bottom line is the fact that Shimon had been married to Leah doesn't impact Rifka in any way, and she can go ahead and Mary Ruven and the Gemara is going to have to, you know, uh, you know, clean this up a little bit and, and, and explain it. But does that, that much make sense? Yeah, but can I ask a question? Yes. You, I know you keep stressing the point, but I don't understand why it matters. If Shimon and Leah got divorced after he did Yibum with Rivka, but, you know, before he died, obviously. So by, when he died, they weren't married. So... Right. Right. So what? Meaning, meaning, meaning. Arnold, you asking the question? Meaning, who cares what order it happens? Right. Right. So we're not to see. Exactly. Correct. No, you're right. Because I would, I would have said that that case is a bigger chiddush, at least. Because there, at least, they had been co-wives. Correct. Even there, you could say that she's mutter. Fine. But that's at least a bigger chiddush. Here, Leah was divorced from Shimon before anything even started. (laughs) Right. There's not. There's not. Yeah, so what? So 10 to 30 years ago, he was married to some other woman. Okay, fine. Right? right? So that's exactly the point. That, right, that's exactly the point I'm making. That, it, it, that the or, if it's the other order, at least you're telling me something that, you know, but this order seems to be almost, you know, what are you even teaching me? And that's part of the problem. So we're going to see how the mission is going to explain it. So the mission is going to pick, the mission is going to pick this. The Gemara is going to pick this up. Okay, so it says the Gemara is false. Taima de Giresh. Well, this is, and this is exactly the point, Arnon, because the Gemara is going to pick up on your point right now. Time with the Girish for Achakach Mace. 
אבל מייס ואחר כך גירש אסורה. אוקיי? The mission is implying, says the Gemara, that it's only because Shimon had divorced Leah and then he dies. The implication being, uh, sorry, sorry, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, the implication is that, uh, get this right. That he divorced Leah and then Levi dies. And then Levi dies, yes, correct. Right? That, that right, the case is, right, that Shimon divorces Leah and then Levi dies. But, yeah, yeah, no, correct. Right, like Rashi says, time of the Girish, the, right, right there, Rashi says, time of the Girish, bala achayos, techila va'achakach, meis nasa nachers. Right? And then we're going to talk about the question of Zika now, this is going to come up. Right? So the, so the, the, the case is that he, or the re- rationale here, is that Shimon had already divorced Leah, and at that point, Levi dies. Right? Aval meis va'achakach girish asura. But check this out. If, 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 um, Levi had died first, right? And then Shimon goes ahead and divorces Leah before he does Yibum. Before he does Yibum, right? You, have, you would have Levi die and then Shimon divorces Leah. Th- then what would happen? If Shimon would, would then go ahead and do Yibum with Rivka, then after Shimon would die, Rivka would be forbidden to Reuven. Okay, take a look at Rashi. Right? The case is, specifically, like we said, that, that Shimon did uh, divorce Leah first, and then afterwards Levi died. Because right? then you can't say, again, if you hold Yesh Zika, what would you say? If Shimon had divorced Leah, and then what happens? Levi dies. What happens immediately? Without Shimon even doing any Yibum. If Yesh Zika, Shimon has a connection to Rivka, and what's going to happen? Rivka and Leah are Saros, sort of, at that point. Okay? Yeah, but, but Ruben also has a Zika. To... Uh, okay, okay, good, good, good. So we've talked about the difference between Zika of two brothers and, two, and one brother, but the point is that at this point, Shimon has a, if, if Shimon has a Zika to Rivka, and Leah, Shimon and Leah have not yet got divorced, what's going to happen? Rivka is forbidden to Ruben already, right? Because she is now, she was the tsara of Achazishta. Okay, Shimon can do yibum. What would happen? Well, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Dafilu bezika lo nasis tsaras miolam hamais nasi nachris. But if the if Levi would die vehuskaka nachris labale achayos, and now she would have a zika, like you said, to both of these brothers, she would have a zika to both of them. Ve'achakach giresh, right? And now he would divorce. Now Shimon divorces Leah, right? Vinasalazu, and she marries Shimon. And Rivka will go out and marry Shimon now. Ho v'kodem shegirish nasis sarasa bezika asura al achiv kishiyamus hamagarish mishum saras achos ishta. What's going? This is exactly what we were saying before. What's going to happen is as follows, right? Um, yeah, look right here, right? The, the, I mean, it's the same, same thing. But either way, the, the point is that the, the svara is or what seemed the implication of the Mishnah, right? Because the order in which it talked about things, as we mentioned before, was that it's specifically because Shimon and Leah got divorced, then Levi dies, then Shimon does Yibam. So now, when Shimon dies, Ruven is, permissible, is permitted to Rivka. 
right? But if it would have happened in the opposite order, if Shimon would have not yet uh, divorced Leah and Levi dies, and then, um, and then before, right, Shimon goes ahead and does Yibam even, but he would, he would divorce Leah and then do Yibam with Rivka, what would happen? It would mean that for a moment, what was the status? That Rivka and Leah, before Yibam took place, Leah and Rivka are tsaros because of Zika, right? She's, right? And then she's Achaz Kukaso, whatever, to Ruvain for that moment. If she's Achaz Kukaso to Ruvain for a moment, what's the din? Once she's forbidden to him, she's forbidden to him forever, right? So that's the, that's the reason why the Gemara, the Gemara is saying that we have this order, that first Shimon divorces Leah, then Levi dies, that's the reason why Ruven, when Shimon, and then he does Yibam, and then when, Ruven, when Shimon dies, Reuven is permissible to Rivka. But otherwise, if it had happened the opposite direction, that Shimon had uh, not yet divorced Leah, Levi dies first, and then afterwards, Shimon does uh, divorce Leah, even before he does Yibam. Then Rivka, would, when Shimon eventually dies, Rivka would be forbidden to Reuven. What does this teach me? Let's just finish this line in the Gemara. Amrav Ashi, Zosomerius, Yesh Zika, Fila Betreachi. So what do you see? You see now that the Zika that Shimon has to Rivka, right? Yesh Zika. Right? That, that connection is a real connection before he does anything. Right? It's a, in the concept of Yesh Zika, we've said over and over again, right? It's always when it's that connection that impacts their relationships with other people. Right? That's the Chiddush. They're not really married, right? But Yesh Zika is enough to impact their relationships with others. So since Rivka had a Zika to Shimon, since Rivka has a Zika to Shimon, even before they do Yibam, right? While Shimon and Leah are still married, even for just a moment, so then what ends up happening is, Rivka is, is you know, Achos uh, Kukaso to, 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 to Ruvain. Or I should say Rivka, more like that, Rivka is really like a Tzara, in a certain sense, uh, to, to Leah, who's forbidden to Ruvain. Um, in which case, if that's true, now, even later, when, she, when Shimon passes away, and the only people left are Ruvain, Rachel, and Rivka, and Rivka and Rachel are not related at all, it doesn't matter, Ruvain is still forbidden to Rivka. Why? Because Yesh Zika, even before they do anything. And by the way, the, the bigger Chiddush is Yesh Zika even by two brothers, right? We had said until now, Yesh Zika by one brother, so, okay, that kind of makes more sense. If one, there's two brothers, one of them dies, yeah, I understand this is Zika. He's, that's the only direction she can go. When there are two brothers to say Yesh Zika, it's already a bigger Chiddush. Because she could have gotten to Shimon, she could have gotten to Ruving. And they say, Yesh Zika, no, that connection's already, you know, a solid line. They're already really, really related in a certain sense. That's already a bigger Chiddush. The Gemara is going to now, we're going to stop here, but the Gemara next time is going to follow up with, wait a second, didn't we just say our original mission on the top of Laman and Aleph said it was a proof of, um, um, had told us Ein Zika, even with one brother. So we're going to have a, seem to have a steer between the two, between the two Mishnahites. But that's, uh, that's where we are. So we'll stop here, uh, and then tomorrow, Mr. Shem, we'll, we'll, we'll continue.